Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace Finding the talent is art, I'd say I leave it to them while I carve my name, Hey, Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast College football has started, week zero in the books But guess what, we are going to give you that Debbie mock draft that you're looking for right now We're going to at least get through two rounds, we'll see if we can get a third But we're at least getting through two, and we're going to give you right now our Devi picks and at the end we'll continue to do our buy sell unknown stock of players that you need to be either buying or selling for your Devi leagues so let's just kick it off guys uh you want me to go first i'll take the easy pick and you guys can battle it out for picks two and three sure that works yeah well i'll go really easy um 101 is uh old Bijan mustard or Bijan Robinson. Bijan Mustardson? Bijan Mustardson. What a good and This is honestly the reason why we need NIL. The fact that we got Bijan Mustardson tells me everything we need to know about the NIL. And that we absolutely need it in our lives. Uh, Bijan's the 101. He's the best running back in college football right now. Uh, he is basically RB three or four in dynasty leagues right now. And he's not even in the NFL. Uh, so give me this guy. He's only going to increase in value. He's going in the first round this year of the NFL draft. Give me it. I like it. I like it. Now, now you take the one or two. You take it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one three is where things get interesting because one two is a layup. That's Travion Henderson running back out of Ohio state. He's just Bijan a year later. Um, maybe not quite the athlete, but still very athletic. He was one of the top recruits. He was incredibly productive as a freshman. He catches the ball, just does it all. He's the clear top running back in 2024. Look, I, th- I think it's fair. I, so 103, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Homer, and I'm going to take C.J. Stroud, quarterback Who? for the uh, uh, sorry, uh, Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth. Thank you. Uh, from the Ohio State University quarterback. I mean, I I just feel like he has the size, he has the skill set. Quarterback's always a little iffy. We saw Spencer Rattler, Sam Howe last year. I I trust C.J. Stroud, uh, Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth to be the guy. You know, this season's got the weapons. They have the schedule. Like, I think I think he's going to stick as the top quarterback this season. And then Superflex, you know, we always do Superflex tight end premium. So, that's, that's a pick. Uh, yeah, so now four is kind of where things, um, you know, kind of get a, a little more hairy here. Um, there's three guys I'm looking at. Um that's fair. Um, I'm just going to go with just a really, really good football player. And I know he's the talk of 
everyone right now. He's an undersized quarterback that he, you know, you should be looking to trade him. But right now, the value on Bryce Young is still high. Right? Bryce Young is still a really talented quarterback at Alabama. And look at what he did towards, you know, like, I know he struggled towards the end of the national championship. as also against the, uh, I don't know, the best defense in college football. Um, even better than the Gophers. Just want to put that in there. Statistically, the Gophers were top five defense last year, just in case anyone was wondering. I was. I know. I'm, I'm here for you. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take Bryce Young. I know he struggled, but also he lost Jamison Williams. Like, But he was still able to make plays. Uh, the thing I want to see is I still want to see him be a little more mobile. I don't think we really ever saw that this past year of him truly using his mobility. And he is uh, a, a pretty athletic quarterback. So I just want to see him use that a little bit more. But And I understand, Shane, you're going to bring up the stat that we've never seen the top two quarterbacks at the beginning of the year be the top two quarterbacks in the NFL draft since like 19 before I was born. So, like, I, I don't care. Bryce Young is still just really, really talented. And if you're going to tell me that, like, well, Spencer Rattler really went downhill. Like, Bryce Young is more talented than Spencer Rattler. He was more talented than Spencer Rattler was last year. Um, Bryce Young just really, really good. Give me him. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I mean, I think that's a pretty uh, pretty typical top four. I'm going to go with my top quarterback at, at five here. I'm going to go with, with, with Caleb Williams at, at USC, formerly at Oklahoma. Now, I understand he's riskier than – than the two guys that you mentioned because we have a slightly smaller sample size, but the ceiling's just higher. He, he's more mobile. He has a higher desire to run. He had over 15% of Oklahoma's rushing yards last year without even starting for the first handful of games. And that translates to NFL rushing production as well. So he, he's definitely my favorite for QB one for 2024. I think he's a top five pick in a couple years. And I think he's just going to be super productive at USC, continuing what he did at Oklahoma. Yeah, look, the, the top five guys you picked are my top five, so so I I, you know, I feel good about it. Um, one hundred six is I, th- I think fairly easy for me because when we talk Devi, I always lean running back a little bit more because I think it's harder to find. I think it's harder to assess. Um, and, and I think there's kind of a clear number three running back, and that's Jameer Gibbs running back out of Alabama. Depth chart came out today. He's the number one running back for the team, no oars or anything. He's the guy um, that actually be on a productive offense. And um, every Alabama running back that's been a top 100 NFL draft pick under Nick Saban since he came to Alabama has had a 1,000-yard season at least one time. So Jameer Gibbs – Potential to be a first-round pick. He can catch the football. He's going to be – if he bulks up, if he gets close to 200 pounds, I think he's just going to be an absolute smash in the NFL. So I'm in. Uh, so at 107, I'm going to take my sixth overall player, and that's JSN. Um, Jackson spent the jig. But, like, what a talented wide receiver, right? Can work both outside and in the slot. Um, I th- think last year he basically showed everything that he needed to show. Uh, if he, if we didn't have this rule where he had to be in college football for or out of high school for three years, like JSN would have been a first round pick, and probably we would, we would be talking about him as the best wide receiver in the in the class of twenty two. Right, um, he's that good. 
I'm going to take him here at the 107. I like some other wide receivers, but they don't have the they have question marks and JSN doesn't. Uh, JSN is going to put up crazy stats this year with a really, really good offense in the Ohio State University. Um, so I'm going to take JSN like at, the sky's the limit here. We're, we're talking top 15 NFL pick. Uh, what are we going to see for speed here, Shane? Four, three, four, four, probably four, four. Yeah, I think four, four is say four, four to four, four, three. If we see four, four. Perfect. Right. He checks every single box. His size speed score is going to be near the top. Like he's everything. He's got great route running. He can win on the outside. He can win inside. You know, he's got a great release. He uses both his hands and his feet simultaneously to get off the line of scrimmage. I, I don't know what else you could want in a wide receiver. Like he's sure he's not the absolute biggest guy, right? He's not coming in with Drake London size, but like JSN, super, super talented. He's going to fit in any NFL system. Yeah, this has been textbook so far gone through the top seven. Although I will say my number eight here, Keishan Butte, wide receiver from LSU, I have absolute neck and neck with JSN. The big thing with, with Butte is uh, there's slight injury concern. He had a pretty mystery injury that seemed pretty serious over the offseason that ended his season last year, but he's healthy going into this year. He's been healthy all fall camp, so that's a great sign. Hopefully he gets through the full season unharmed, and if he does, he's going to put up absurd numbers because he's just – He's super talented. I think he has a higher ceiling than JSN does. Um, I think he's he's a better outside wide receiver, and I think he has a better athletic ceiling. There's just a little bit more question marks with him. But I think he's a slam dunk here at the 108. 100%. I took the safety over, over like the absolute ceiling. Right. right. And I, I'm probably going to do that in most Devi drafts. Oh, I agree with you. I have JSN ahead of Butte as well. I just, it is super close for those two. Agreed. Well, speaking about taking another step to a risk at receiver, I feel like we just go down the line. I'm going to take Xavier Worthy, a wide receiver from Texas at the 109. Kind of like Nelly's Caleb Williams pick. You know, smaller sample size, but I do think Xavier Worthy has as much upside as JSN and Boutte. He's a little smaller, uh, but the fact that he was balling out as he was with Casey Thompson and Hudson Card last year and now gets Quinn Ewers, um, you know, should bode well for Xavier Worthy to absolutely, you know, destroy this season, have great stats, and become far and away the best receiver in the 2024 NFL draft class. Um, so I, I've, I've been taking him in a lot of Debbie leagues, and I'm, I'm excited for the potential there. I don't know what to do here at the 110. Like, this is when things really uh, turn into a cluster for me. I'm looking at two running backs and another wide receiver here. I think I just have to trust my board here. Um, and I'm going to take who I believe is the RB3 in the 2023 class. Um, Zachary Evans is a really good football player. I I know we can go back to, I know we talked about a lot of the podcasts, like his knuckleheadedness in high school. Uh, we saw it a little bit at TCU. Uh, but then we saw him just absolutely smash at TCU. Um. And, like, if he's going to be as good as he was at TCU in an SEC offense, you could convince me that he's actually a safer play than than Jameer Gibbs. Like, Zach Evans, 
he has the size to be that three-down running back that you want. He works both inside and outside of the tackles. He can catch the ball. Um, he's just really, really electric and a really, really good player. I'm taking here at the 110. Um, there's also a chance that we see an entire crash and burn of the Ole Miss team. Worth mentioning, right, when I, there's an or at quarterback, and not like the most, cons- like, it doesn't make me feel the best. Um, so I'm I'm just going to trust that um, Ole Miss is going to get some things figured out before we really get into the heart of the SEC. Yeah, I love Zach Evans, too. Again, we're going pretty, pretty straight on to my board. Um, I'm going to actually go away from my ranks just a little bit. I'm going to go with a running back here. I'm going Braylon Allen, running back at Wisconsin. Um, and the reason why is I, I think running back is, is the value here. And Braylon Allen is an absolute freak. I don't remember where he was, but he was on, on the freak list. He was pretty high up there. Uh, he's like 6'3", not 6'3", he's like 6'2", but like 240 pounds. He lifts an absurd amount of weight, and he's uber productive as a true freshman at Wisconsin who just pumps out NFL running back. So he's a freak. He's like probably the closest thing we've seen coming out of college to Derrick Henry since Derrick Henry. And not to say he'll be Derrick Henry, but I think NFL teams will love the thought of a, another potential Derrick Henry. Yeah, he was 18th on the freak list. With a reported one four nine ten yard split, Ooh, that would be That's massive a, for a two thirty five. Like that is wild. So I, I thought for sure I was going to get him at the one twelve. I'm mad now. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, no, he won't take. Do you have him typed in? I did. I was ready. I was ready to. I was ready. I was <laughs> looking up the freak list. I was going to, you know, pull it out. I was ready to go. Uh so the question for me at the one twelve is like high risk, high reward, or pure safety and i'm gonna take the risk and take a quarterback here i'm gonna take quinn ewers at the 112 and like he, so here's my thinking right Before, when we did these we've done these debbie drafts every couple months quinn ewers was up there 107 108 and then you know some reports like hudson cards actually competing for the job maybe that never even was the case quinn ewers won the job at texas um, has basically knocked him down, his value down. I, I, I don't think that's a smart decision to knock his value for that. He's still one of the best quarterback recruits of all time, and he's in a place with a, a receiver and a running back we've already taken in this draft. So, like, things are probably going to be good for Quinn Ewers moving forward. There's a chance his value could dip during the season. He has a bad game or two, but I think in a year – Next year, you know, I think Texas is playing for a year down the line, not for 22, but more for 23. I think that value comes back up. I'll take the risk. So let's recap the first round here at 101, Bijan Mustardson. Bijan Robinson, the running back at Texas. 102, Trevion Henderson, running back at the Ohio State University. At 103 is Coleridge Bernard Stroud, the fourth. Uh, at the Ohio State University. At 104 is quarterback Bryce Young at Alabama. 105, Caleb Williams, quarterback who transferred from Oklahoma to uh, USC. 106 is Jameer Gibbs, the running back, Georgia Tech, that transferred to Alabama. 
107, JSN or Jackson Smith to Jigba, wide receiver at the Ohio State University. Isn't that annoying to keep hearing that? I too? love it. No, no, it's, it's music to my ears. <laughs> 108 is Keishan Boutte, the wide receiver at LSU. 109, Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver at Texas. 110 is Zachary Evans, the running back that transferred from TCU to Ole Miss. 111 is Braylon Allen, the running back at Wisconsin. And 112 is Quinn Ewers, the quarterback that transferred from the Ohio State yes. University to the Texas Longhorns. Um, so you can already tell, like, transfers play are playing a big deal in Debbie already. Um, so make sure you keep looking out for guys that are kind of entering that transfer portal. Um, and don't, like, swear off of guys that are kind of from lower schools that are still really, really talented because they can transfer up to kind of those bigger schools and get a bigger chance, just like Jameer Gibbs did going from Georgia tech to Alabama. So we're going to dive into the second round here. I'm going to take the best guy I have remaining on my board and you can convince me that uh, this guy is going to be just about as solid as a pro wide receiver as you could possibly get. And that's a wide receiver that transferred from Pittsburgh to USC to be with Caleb Williams. And that's Jordan Addison. He won the Blitnikoff for a reason. He's a really, really good wide receiver. Um, you're going to see him probably work, I would guess, a little more outside at USC. I don't think you're going to see him go inside as much. Um, and and that's good because in the NFL, we know that guys that are kind of that, that prototypical kind of X receiver get fantasy points more regularly um, unless they're in an offense that really hyper targets those, uh, those slot guys. So Jordan Addison, pretty happy to take him here at the 201. I think you're probably looking at for Jordan Addison, probably back into the first round in the NFL draft or early second round in the NFL draft, um, unless he absolute smashes here at USC this season. And there's a chance that he could be another uh, offensive weapon. That's probably a top 20, top 25 pick. Yeah, good pick. I have Addison neck and neck with who I'm taking here at the 202 Quentin Johnston wide receiver at TCU. Uh, I think Quentin Johnston is a little bit more under the radar on the college football scene because his raw numbers weren't as great. Um, but he had pretty good uh, like metric numbers for a low-passing volume offense. And the big thing here is Sonny Dykes comes over from SMU with a high-powered offense scheme, new coach at TCU. They're going to throw the ball a lot more this year, and Quentin Johnston is going to be a major beneficiary of this. He's he's six foot three. I think he's up to 210 pounds, which is – a massive gain from when he got to school and he's a great athlete. He's going to run fast. There were reports that came out this week that NFL scouts are raving, raving about Quentin Johnston and the analytics back it up. He's, he's a very good football player. I love to see these six foot three guys, these guys who have no business getting thrown screens to them, getting thrown screens to them. Their, their coaches just know that they're the best player on the field and that they need to get him the ball. Another freak list guy for you, Nelly. You're just love awesome. the athlete. Four four forty time for him at six four two ten. So you gotta love that. Uh, King, this is tight end premium, right? You bet it is. Always is. So I th- I feel like it's a good time for tight ends. Like I was eyeing up Johnston, uh, I have him ahead of Addison, um, but I think it's time for the tight ends. And I have a new number one tight end on my Debbie board, and that's Brock Bowers, tight end from Georgia. Um, I've like Michael Michael Mayer is from, from Notre Dame is safer. I think he's safer. He's gonna probably be a top twenty pick in the NFL draft. But when we talk fantasy, like Michael Mayer might end up being 
you know, Pat Fryermuth, he's going to block a lot. Um, give me Brock Bowers, who's basically a big, big receiver, uh, poorly runs under a four five. He's faster than a four five. Like, I, I think you're going to get an elite NFL tight end. Not quite Kyle Pitts level or anything like that, but I think you're going to get a guy that's very athletic and going to catch a lot of passes, and that's what we want in fantasy. Yeah, he was going to be my pick here. I, I have him 12th overall on my big board. Um, so at 204, I'm going to take a freshman. We haven't taken a freshman yet. I'm going to take Nicholas Singleton, the running back at, at uh, Penn State. I think there's a great chance he ends up playing this year because uh, the running backs at Penn State that are returning aren't, aren't good. Like, we'll just start there. Um, Penn State needs to have a successful season when you're, you have Sean Clifford coming back with, what is this, his sixth year? I want to make fun of him, but also Tanner Morgan's coming back for his sixth year, so I really can't say anything. Um, Singleton, he is one of the most athletic guys coming in in this recruiting class there's a reason why he was rb1 like he's just a really really good player give me him give me give me that in an offense that has created uh fantasy production in the nfl already uh, with saquon and miles sanders so i'll take that i think he's just a really really good player Tanner Morgan and Sean Clifford back to back in my 2023 nfl draft rankings at um, qb qb 48 and qb 49 so who do you have in front? Tanner Morgan. I have one. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Too high. QB 48, somehow, still. QB 48. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I like that. Pick. So much upside there. He's, he's the best bet to be this year's B. John Robinson or Travion Henderson. Um, all right, 205, I'm going back to the running back. Well, going with kind of the forgotten guy in the 2023 running back class. I'm going with Tank Bigsby, running back at Auburn. Now, he was a first-round pick in startups last year, in, in Debbie startups last year, um, but seemingly had a bit of a down year. But you go and look, he ran for 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns last year. So if that's a down year, that means he's just a good running back, right? Like, he doesn't catch the ball as much as as the top three guys, but he still had 20 receptions last year. And reportedly, I think he was playing through a bit of an injury last year, lost some touches early on to Jarquez Hunter against the weaker teams. But once the SEC schedule hit, he was, he was carrying the ball 20 times a game. I just think he's a good, like solid, big running back who can, who can be a bruiser on early downs, but can also catch the ball a little bit if he needs to. And, and the production backs it up. He's, He's being faded a little bit just because I think he's a bit of a boring pick these days, but he's still a very good football player and good value here in the middle of the second round. Well, I'll, like I'll, I'm going to take the other tight end. I'll take Michael Mayer here since he fell here. I think I have uh, Bowers and Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, back-to-back in my Debbie ranks at um, 15 and 16. You get a top 20 pick at tight end. Like, I'm going to take it in the middle of the second round of a tight end premium Debbie draft all day. And I think after the guys you took, no one else really thrills me. I get it. Um, he probably would have been my next guy that I was going to take here. Um, this is when I don't know if I agree with my own rankings or not. Um, it doesn't feel great. Uh, now I'm in shambles. 
I didn't think you were going to take him, Shane. <laughs> Sticking to the board here. I, like, I can't blame you. Um, I think that's too early for him. I You got me just in a, in a dizzy. Um, at 207, I'm going to go with uh, who I call Big Baby Burton. That's Jermaine Burton, the wide receiver at Alabama. I think if we're looking at a guy that, that can really like increase in value exponentially, that has to be Jermaine Burton. He's going to be taking over as the main wide receiver at Alabama. Like He's going to catch a ton of passes. And if if he's as fast as people say that he is, like he's going to be drafted in the NFL probably pretty high. He's going to be a top 50 pick, no doubt. So uh, give me Jermaine Burton here, and I'll just I'll just cash that in in the Debbie League. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, all right, I'm gonna stick with my rankings. I don't think either of you are gonna like this pick, and I and I understand why. I'm going with Sean Tucker, running back from Syracuse, part of the 2023 running back class. Um, it's riskier, right? Because he's playing in Syracuse. Syracuse is not very good at football. They don't produce very many NFL talents. But I think his production just speaks for just how talented he is, how he sort of transcends Syracuse football. Um, He's by far the best player in their offense. He's productive despite them losing games, which says something for running backs. And there's risk there, again, because of that. And I worry about draft capital. But then – you also consider NFL teams carry about athleticism. Sean Tucker runs track. Like he's a fast, fast football player while not being super lean. He's still 200 plus pounds. He's built a little bit like a bowling ball if you watch him. So when you consider that his, his sort of size adjusted athleticism combined with the production, I think this is still a, a shot I'm willing to take here. He's the next running back on my board, so I don't think it's a bad pick. Kane's not a Tucker guy, but that is uh, correct. <laughs> at the two and nine, I'm going to take another player from the Ohio State University. I'm going to take Marvin Harrison Jr., the wide receiver who should step into that number two role. Uh, he was number two on the freaks list, which is pretty wild uh, for how that list went. The best skill position player on Bruce Feldman's list. Um, we saw the big bowl game in the Rose Bowl against Utah. There's some thought there might be a rotation. He might not be a full-time, you know, starter every snap kind of guy, but like, I don't think it matters. A, he's got the bloodlines. He's the son of Marvin Harrison. NFL scouts are just going to eat that up, whether he's good or not. And, you know, he's athletic as hell. So like those two things are probably going to get him in, at least a day two draft capital, no matter what he does on the field. And uh, I think to me, that's a, that's a fairly safe bet. At the 210, I'm going to take who I'm calling the DeAndre Swift of the 2024 class, and that's Donovan Edwards. Now, I don't think you're ever going to see Donovan Edwards like get all of the work at Michigan. That's just not the way that Michigan operates. But the one thing that we can agree on is that Donovan Edwards is going to get some really valuable, t- valuable touches and show us how much and how well he can catch the ball. Uh, they're going to throw to him a lot. He's just really, really talented. NFL scouts are going to see that, right? They're already saying they saw it last year. They saw it in the spring game. They saw this guy just be really, really good. Um, so I'm going to take him at the 210 here. He's probably going to increase in value. We're going to be seeing him probably go in the first round of Debbie drafts next year. So even if you don't like Donovan Edwards, you can cash in on that value when we see that big value gain, because Michigan, as much as Shane 
isn't going to like this. Michigan is probably going to win nine, ten games this season. Right? Yeah. Like, they're, they're still a good football team. Uh, so, and they're going to play on a lot of primetime games. So you're going to see Donovan Edwards on your, on your TV a lot at 3.30 Central Time or 2.30 Eastern or whatever. And then the late game as well. Like, you're going to see that. You're going to see Donovan Edwards catch a lot of passes. You're going to see him give valuable touches uh, both inside the tackles and outside the tackles. So give me him at 2.10, and you're going to increase in value. Yeah, speaking of value, there's there's nothing more valuable than a rushing quarterback in fantasy here. So I'm going to take a big upside shot with Anthony Richardson at the 2.11, quarterback from Florida. Speaking of the freak list, Anthony Richardson – made the freak list as a quarterback, which is absurd. And it, it's very, very justified. He's, he has absurd speed at, at, a, at a big size. I, I'm not sure exactly what he is, but I think he's somewhere around six foot three, 200 plus pounds. 240. Um, 240. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there you go. And he doesn't sacrifice speed for that size. Uh, there are highlight videos out there of him, of him dunking basketballs with ease, like highlight reel dunks. And that doesn't even account for the fact that he has an incredibly strong arm. He's, he's. I've se- I think I've seen videos of him throwing the ball like seventy yards down the field. It's absurd. So, that's the good. The bad is we've never seen him translate that to consistent production on the field in college football, which is very, very important. And that's why he's here at the two eleven. But if he hits, if he puts all those tools together, which the NFL will drool over, if he puts all those tools together and is productive in college football, he has the ability to be the 101 in rookie drafts in the future. Uh, so at 212, I'm going to take my number three quarterback for the 23 class. And Richardson has that upside, like Nelly said, but I, I still like Tyler Van Dyke, the quarterback for Miami. Um, you know, Going Mario Cristobal going there, who produced Justin Herbert, who has a system that works for quarterbacks with big arms. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke's listed 6'4", 224. He has some size. He has some athletic abilities. No Anthony Richardson, but you know he can move in the pocket. He's not a statue. And you know the biggest knock on him is like he didn't throw enough short passes. Like he threw the ball down the field too much. Like, give me that. Like, I'll take that guy, right? Like, uh, you know, I think he can teach a little bit of touch on some of the shorter drags and slants. And if he can hit those out routes and hit the the nine routes, like, that's what you want. I don't know how the receivers are going to be for Miami. I don't know how he'll perform this year. But uh, I'll take the risk at the end of the second. I like to start taking risks on quarterbacks like Tyler Van Dyke, who could could be the number one quarterback in the 23 class um, when we're looking at this in April. Could happen. Shane, well, that gives us the end of the second round. Do you want to recap that for us? Yeah, let's do it. The 201, we have Jordan Addison, wide receiver, Southern Cal. 202, Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. 203, Brock Bowers, tight end for Georgia. 204, Nicholas Singleton, running back, Penn State. 205, Tank Bigsby, running back, Auburn. 206, Michael Mayer, tight end, Notre Dame. 207, Jermaine Burton. Georgia wide receiver transferred to Alabama. 208, Sean Tucker, running back Syracuse. 209, Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, The Ohio State University. 210, Donovan Edwards, running back Michigan. 211, Anthony Richardson, quarterback Florida. And 212, Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback Miami, the U. Well, Shane, we're actually going back to you so you can teach us something. Oh, look, uh, this is... 
this is one of my favorite, one of the, one of my favorite weird stories of how history can change. I'm going to teach you about Jerry today. Um, one, one, one president that is not often remembered is Warren Harding. You know, you guys know anything about Warren Harding? His uh, middle initial is G. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Warren G. Harding. I want to say he's, I don't know, the 21st president. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fair, it's a fair guess. Ultimately, he was 29, but you're close. You're in the 20s. I guess pretty good. Closer than I would have been there, Kane. Yeah. I'm he's, just not off, numbers. he's not off remembered. He died in office. Um, he was from Ohio. Um, but, you know, he, he was the governor of Ohio, but then became the president. And one in, in 2014, a woman turned over a bunch of letters to the Library of Congress. And these letters were written by the governor of Ohio at the time, Warren Harding, to her grandmother, um, who is was thought to be actually a German spy during World War One, And they were all love letters. And they were very, very explicit love letters from this former president so that weren't discovered for about 100 years. Um, so I'll, I'll give you a couple quotes. Uh, so, you know, if you're in the car with your kids, maybe, you know, presidential <laughs> stuff here. Uh, wouldn't you like to get sopping wet on Superior, not the lake, for the joy of fevered fondling and melting kisses? And uh, my favorite is, uh, wish I could take you to Mount Jerry. Wonderful spot. You want to guess what Jerry meant? I do not. <laughs> I don't. That was the nickname of his penis. So he often <laughs> would correspond. Classic. Talk, talking about his friend Jerry wanting to uh, come meet this woman. And, um, you know, that was, that was it. So when we talk about like sleazy presidents that we've had, like we've had a lot back in the day and Warren Harding, uh, he was married at the time as well, of course. And, you know, that makes it even, even worse. So there you go. Warren Harding, his presidency ended up being marred by a bunch of scandals after he died. And he's one of the bottom five presidents of all time. That somehow all checks out. Yeah. All works out. <laughs> uh, Nelly, you, after those delightful details, you want to give us your buy, sell and unknown stock? Sure. So, We'll start off with my buy, and it's who I would have drafted next in in our Debbie draft. I'm buying Josh Downs wide receiver at UNC. He just put on a solid performance in their opening game. Granted, it was Florida A&M, but he displayed the fact that he's by far the best weapon on that team. Um, And there's talk about him being a potential future first-round pick. I think he's at the very worst a, a day two pick next year. But I think he has the he has a ton of speed, so he has that ability to rise. The NFL loves that speed, and the production's absurd. And you guys know I'm a sucker for the production, so I will go and buy him now before before ACC schedule hits. I don't know, something like that. I just think I think he's a good player, and he's going to continue to produce. On the flip side, I will sell Jacory Brooks, wide receiver at Alabama. Uh, came in as a backup to Treshawn Holden on the Alabama depth chart for their week one game. Now, depth charts are not the end-all, be-all. Sometimes coaches throw us curveballs. Sometimes coaches uh, lean to superiority. But 
I think the big thing for me is if Ja'Cory Brooks was a stud, like there wouldn't be any shenanigans about this. He would just be the number one guy. And this isn't a freshman. This is a second-year guy. Treshawn Holden is a solid college football receiver, but if Ja'Cory Brooks was a stud that his price tag sort of insinuates, then I, like he should be ahead of Treshawn Holden. So I'll buy Ja'Cory or I'll sell Ja'Cory Brooks. My unknown is Bo Collins, wide receiver at Clemson. Now, Bo Collins had a pretty solid finish to last year as a true freshman wide receiver. Part of that was due to opportunity because of injuries to wide receivers. And those guys are now starting the year healthy this year. So I just, I, I, I like the production profile as a freshman. I think he's a talented kid, but um, there are just wide receivers. EJ Williams is there. Joe Nada's there. I think those guys will get there. So I, I just worry that he might have the opportunity to break out or might not have the opportunity to have a major breakout this year. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Shane, how about you? Nelly literally took my bite. So like both of them, which is just awful. Uh, so I'll, I'll pivot, you know, I, I'm the gamer. Uh, my buy is going to be a guy, a guy that we didn't take that I think deserves more love. And that's Hendon Hooker quarterback for Tennessee. Um, you know, he's, he's older and it scares people away in Debbie, but NFL don't care. Kenny Pickett was a first round pick and no one else was. So like Hendon Hooker, if he lights it up in the sec two years in a row, I mean, the sky's the limit. And, uh, he's a talented, uh, quarterback My cell, And this might've been a player that everyone's kind of waiting for in our Debbie draft. I'm like, where, where's this guy? But I, I I'm with the team. I don't think he's a top 24 guy, and that's Will Shipley running back for Clemson. Like, you probably would have went pretty soon. Um, but I, I, just, I, I don't know if Clemson's offense is going to be good again. Like, I, I think it could struggle again this year. And, you know, if they lose the ACC again, and what, you know, things start piling up. Will Shipley's not going to be the only guy. Um, Kobe Pace is going to get some carries. I, I just think he's a little bit overrated, and I'd sell him now um, before you know, value goes down. And my unknown is another week zero guy who I've, I've touted on Twitter. I've talked about a little bit on the podcast, had a great week zero game uh, for Illinois. And that's Chase Brown a running back for um, Illinois. Another, another Bruce Feldman freak list guy. Um, you know, he's, he has the size 207 pounds. Um, he's extremely fast. He's going to be athletic. Like I, I think he is the kind of running back that's just going to rise, rise, rise through this process. Um, the, the downside and my unknown, why I'll have them unknown is like, it's Illinois. Like they're going to be bad. How much are they going to run the ball? Is he really going to get a chance to shine? I have some fear there. So uh, maybe I'm a little too high on him, but I, I'm a Chase Brown fan. Uh, my buy here is Evan Stewart, the wide receiver at Texas A&M, who's coming in as what a top three wide receiver in this recruiting class. Um, I was lower on him because normally Texas A&M doesn't, uh, doesn't normally play freshman. So that kind of shocked me a little bit that, that he's gotten a ton of time, but makes sense because he's a good player. Um, so I'm, I'm buying him because I think, still think um, a lot of people are, are not going to like this Texas A&M offense the first couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm happy to go ahead and buy him. Um, someone I'm selling is everyone on Oklahoma State outside of Jaden Bray uh, for Devi purposes. Uh, th- I think Jaden Bray is the only person that makes an impact Devi-wise 
on the entire team. Um, and my unknown stock is Adonai Mitchell, the wide receiver out of Georgia. We heard some reports that he's going to be like the main guy at Georgia, but like, what does that do? I, I think is like my main question, right? He, oh, he's going to have 650 receiving yards, right? Like, th- I don't think that's enough to to warrant like a day two pick for the NFL. So I, I guess that's my unknown stock. I'm not really sure what to do with him. Um. But that is it for us here at the Devi Marketplace. We want to say thank you so much for listening and just know that we appreciate every single one of you.